right. Hey, my name is Blake and this is Blake's Buzz. You may have heard about Blake's Buzz before because all I do is talk about Blake's Buzz. It's a blog. You can go to blakesbuzz.com. You can read comic reviews. We've also got a YouTube channel that barely has anything on it. So maybe don't go to that yet. This is the episode zero of Blake's Buzz now on podcasts. Now podcasting. Now we're a podcast. Let's go podcasting. About to be on all your podcasting networks. I'm going to be everywhere. You look for that yellow microphone. That's that's going to be our thing. The yellow microphone. I'm just trying to find fun ways to talk about comic books. Pretty much Blake's buzz. The podcasting phenomenon that's about to drop inside of your ear hole and send you straight to the ER where some unlucky nurse has to pull it out. Funny story, when I was in school, uh, this guy Justin, we used to be really good friends, his name was Justin, and he took a pebble and he threw a pebble at me and it went in my ear. And I was like, motherfucker, like that pebble went in my ears. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Blake, he just threw a pebble and it went right in your ear. You know, and no one, be- anyway, no one believed me. It was, it was, felt weird. Like I wasn't in pain, but it felt really weird. And I kept like tugging at my earlobe, like hoping it would knock it out. And then I remember after school, my mom took me shopping. We went to this place that used to be called the half price store. Now they're called Gordman's. If you have any Gordman's around you, shout out to Gordman's. It's not a paid advertisement or anything. Just shout out to fucking Gordman's, man. It's a cool little place. So yeah, I got this fucking rock in my ear, right? And I was like, little baby Blake's got this fucking rock in his ear. I'm like tugging at it, all fucking grouchy and irritated. My mom's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, mom, there's a fucking rock in my ear. She's like, there's no rock in your ear. I'm like, why does everybody think I'm lying? Like, of all the shit I could lie about, I'm lying about a rock in my ear? Anyway, so, like, I'm walking around Half Price Store, and, like, finally, after tugging all day, (laughs) phrasing, after tugging at my earlobe all day, like, finally, this fucking rock falls out of my ear. It's got, like, earwax and shit on it, and I was like, Mom, I told you there was a rock in my ear, and I, like, held, like, this little tiny pebble in my hand, like, finally rolled out of my ear. So, yeah, you know, it's just, um... Man, I'm good at this. Anyway. (laughs) So, I thought it would be fun on a podcast that's going to be predominantly about interviews. What are some questions you want to ask? I'm going to read some stuff and and answer it. All right. Brian, son of Bob, or the real deal, that's real underscore deal on the Twitter's. He says, you've just been given a significant amount of money, already this is a bad idea, to design your personal comic reading room. What are the three biggest staples you include to help it all come together? So, I mean, like, duh, number one is the chair. Or we have unlimited money. Like, why stop at a chair? I feel like we're in sectional territory now. Think Ottomans or Chase Lounges, where there can be some stretching out opportunities. You know, maybe some built-in recliners at different angles. Uh, Second tier uh, of the three is lighting. All right, we got to have good lighting all over. You got to be comfy and you got to be able to see. So we got to, we got to do that, but it, it needs to be like adjustable. And I don't know if you guys have been watching TikTok lately, but like every other TikTok commercial I see is like the most 
advanced fucking LED strip that goes behind your TV and makes it look like your TV's vomiting behind itself and like the image is bleeding out and it looks really cool and it bounces off all your walls and then you can like buy these light controllers and shit. So yeah, I want like smart lighting everywhere. I want to be able to turn, like change the color, which won't help me read, but like it'll be dope as fuck. Lighting, seating, what is the third? Oh, wait, shelves. Those of you that know me well know that, like, uh, I have a shelving issue where I have uh, surpassed, uh, wildly surpassed the amount of books that I have for the shelf space available. Some people like to say, Blake, if you stop buying books for a short time, you could buy shelves. Probably that is true. All right. Like I'm not a scientist. I'm not a mathematician. Like it kind of checks out, you know, the equation or whatever, but like I can't prove it, but yeah, anyway, shelving uh, is going to be a for real deal. And like shelving that goes like all the way up to the ceiling. Right. Like, and then you gotta, you gotta have like one of those fucking ladders with wheels on it. So you can like, grab it and slide down it like bell and beauty and the beast and sing about how fucking awesome comics are while you like slide across the rails of your library and those are the three staples of a badass comic book room slash library slash man cave all right um the next uh question is from a wonderful man named fred says, if you could plan the perfect day, what would that consist of? Food, entertainment, miscellaneous. Well, the man knows me well enough that the first one is food. That's going to be what it is. It's going to be food. I'm undecided now. Like, I love cooking so much. And it's also still really nice when people cook for you. Uh, So the the perfect day for me is I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make myself breakfast. Okay. I'm going to wake up in a, in a mood and I'm going to make like uh whip up like some breakfast burritos or something, right? Like some chorizo, just get like a little breakfast, a few cups of coffee in, uh, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to read a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get like some cool packages in the mail. I love getting mail. Uh, that's why I buy so many fucking books. It's just like getting mail is neat. UPS didn't bend them in half and they didn't get sent to the wrong people. It's, you know, like it's going to be like a perfect mail day. We're going to day drink and my sister's going to come over with a couple friends and my sister's going to make a crazy sister brunch because my sister gets really into brunch and maybe, you know, smoke a little bit, drink a little bit, eat a lot of it. And man, for dinner, we're going to go out. I want to go out to like a uh, really high dollar steak place and get an aged uh, aged steak because I haven't got to dry I haven't got to try dry aged beef yet. I've been thinking about doing it myself, uh, but I want to try some like forty day dry dry aged beef where they got to cut like the zombie bark funk skin off of it and there's like the magic steak underneath. Okay, but we're gonna go out uh, maybe have a lobster tail with it or some Alaskan crab leg, and then like have like my people there with me. Like we go out to dinner we have some drinks and, and we tell stories. That's a pretty perfect day to me. Coda boy uh, on Twitter has, has given me a list. 
how do you choose which books you want to read? Uh, honestly, I, I get tons of referrals on, on Twitter and I'm lucky enough now with the blog and everything, like I get a lot of review copies. So I get the opportunity to read a lot more stuff than I would be getting to, to read. Otherwise I just kind of get like urges, like, I'll be like, ooh, I'm going to do this. Like, some days I'm going to read all new stuff that gets emailed to me. Other days it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get caught up with this so I can talk about it online maybe. All right, so how do I figure out what books to read? I don't know. Shit calls to me and I'm weird and I'm wishy-washy and I go back and forth on things. Do I have a favorite genre? Horror will always be my favorite. Sci-fi is sneaking up on it. When they fucking get together and have sexy babies, the sci-fi horror, that's my jam. Uh, who's my favorite writer? Uh, Rucka is, is, uh, is one of my favorite. I love how he writes strong female characters. They're always freaking amazing. Uh, David Popose is, is, a one of my favorite writers right now. Who's blowing my mind. Uh, Cullen Bunn has never let me down. Uh, Jerry Dugan is, uh, blowing me away and I'm so excited for his new X-Men. Uh, Grant Morrison. I love his weirdness and I also love, uh, the, uh, the noir, um, perfection of, uh, Ed Brubaker. Uh, he's another favorite. So favorite publisher. That's also really hard. Aftershock is really cool. Uh, source point press, uh, is really amazing and puts out awesome stuff. Uh, I, I really do like source point. I really like scout. Uh, I'm really into indie things. Um, Vault, Aftershock, Scout. These are these are my um, uh, one of my top favorite books right now is By the Horns, and that's from Scout. Um, playing favorites is so hard. Damn you, damn you, Coda. This is hard. Um, favorite character. Oof. <sighs> Shit. Oof. Um, it's 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 a probably a Ninja Turtle. It's it's probably Michelangelo, even though I relate more to Raph because I get angry so easily. Uh, but I, I love my Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, they're always there when I need something to like lift me up. Uh, cartoon episode of, of many decades. There's so many cartoons to choose from and series of them. Uh, comic books, like the comic book series uh, from IDW is excellent. The older stuff that IDW is reprinting that like Eastman and Laird worked on is amazing. Uh, from Mirage back in the day, just Ninja Turtles are just always going to be there to pick me up. Superpower. Flashes super speed. Oh, I'm going to just like run to Italy real quick and like buy some bread and have an espresso and all the shit that you could do. If you were a speeder, you could run, you can run so fast. You can run across the ocean. You can run across the world in a handful of minutes. Any thing that you want to eat or drink or experience is a handful of minutes away with no travel fee. That's insane. You could go to any concert, uh, comic conventions. Like you can go do anything. And just like run there real quick. My favorite villain. You know, I was really into Thanos for a while because of the MCU and and like when when he was coming out and like uh, and then I got really into Dark Side. 
because of Tom King and Mr. Miracle. I'm really passionate about getting Sabretooth out of the hole in X-Men. Um, so, I mean, in a sense, you could say, like, he's one of my favorite villains, but he's not my favorite villain. Who the fuck is my favorite villain? Kingpin is really cool. Uh, so I'm obsessed with Daredevil. And so, like, I'm thinking, like, Kingpin and Bullseye right now. Uh, you know, like, I'm really into X-Men right now. But, like, in X-Men, we don't really even have a villain. It's all, like, mutant community and, you know, party on Mars. And it's hard, it's hard to pick a favorite when you like so many fucking terrible people. Legend Schaefer 5, where did I learn to cook? I learned to cook from my family. Um, my, my grandma, my mom, uh, when I was younger, my dad even cooked a lot. So, you know, like I learned to cook. And then when I got into cooking, like YouTube taught me how to do a whole lot of shit. Like I would get lost in YouTube videos and, um, you know, usually like when I watch YouTube videos, then like you get hungry and you get inspired and you want to cook and you want to try some new things that you've been watching. My family taught me to cook, but like YouTube taught me how to cook after my family like instilled the basics. All right, Peter. Oh, Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. Peter, who just got back from Alaska. Peter Smart, ladies and gentlemen, says, will I ever try to recreate food or dishes from comics? He thinks it would be an awesome amalgam of my passions. Uh, I've thought about it and I am looking for a recipe and the picture looks good and I click on the link and then I have to like scroll through all this fucking shit and I'm like, oh, ads, your fucking life story. And like, I just want to know how to fucking like how many grams of fucking flour did you put in here? Like, just give me the fucking, give me the list. Let me know what I need. Uh, so like I do that. And so like, I am like kind of paranoid of being like, oh, like, let's talk about a comic and oh, let's talk about a dish and the recipe. And I'm like, I just, it, so it gets, it gets tricky to like, think about pairing comics and food. So I would like to do it maybe one day. I'll keep cooking and keep comicking and keep doing shit. And maybe we'll figure out a way to put them all together, Pete. Uh, Ronnie, Ronbar316 on Twitter. How did my journey start reading and loving comics? Uh, my dad, um, I got a couple comic books when I was a kid, when I was younger, you could buy them at grocery stores and Seven Eleven. That's how I got into X-Men was the Jim Lee Claremont run that was being released when I was like younger and you could get them at gas stations and stuff. And, and then, so yeah, comics were cool like that. And my dad took me to my first comic book store, uh, which fucking blew my mind. I was like toys and action figures I've never seen. And uh, tons of comics and everything like, yeah. So my dad definitely, um, which is funny cause he's not really into that stuff, but he, he got me into it and it really stuck for me. Uh, dream interview from James arc underscore blog on Twitter. Uh, who is my dream interview? I mean, Grant Morrison, I would love, but I, at the same time, I would be so intimidated. Like I worry I'm not smart enough to 
talk to him and i am i know i am but i'm so scared of like getting lost in the glamour of it all to not think as clearly and um mercilessly as you would need to think in that interview to stay quick on your feet to stay at the same beat of him in in conversations which he's gonna beat you all right he's gonna outpace you eventually but like you gotta at least try and hang in there with him right you know to like keep him engaged and keep him around uh hickman would be a really cool interview just because he not a lot of people get those um uh kevin eastman would be a solid interview man but probably maynard james keenan like if i if i ever got the chance to like interview fucking like tools lead singer or like anybody from tool boogie down boogie down brown wants to know what's gonna stop me from quitting my own podcast and the answer is not a goddamn thing. I I'll quit this shit when I want to, but I feel like for the last few months, like I've, uh, I keep trying to do more and things are slowing down, but they're also speeding up in some instances. And from the outside looking in, it looks like I'm slowing down, but I'm trying to like get things rolling in other areas. And I've listened to like some really good feedback from some people that like, I really believed in and trusted and I think I'm on the right path. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm wasting tons of time and I'm a fool, but whatever. I've been a fool all my life. Anyways. Um, I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. I am learning how to balance work life and fun work life, which is what all this stuff is. It's, it's work, but it's fun work. Um, so yeah, hopefully I don't quit. And I don't want to quit. I want to get bigger and better and brighter. And I want to uh, do a cool thing for the comic book community. And I want to fucking smear Blake's buzz all over every fucking screen I can get it on. I want to fucking taint your lenses. I want to fucking smudge your phone screens. I want to put good comics in the hands of good people. David A. Byrne, which is crazy. Uh, the, the writer of Steak, uh, which is a really good vampire comic from Scout. Um, he asked me into your big two and I love the big two and I'll love them forever. And and I love a Marvel omnibus and I love, you know, DC and Batman and Superman and the Trinity and the justice league. I love it all. But indie comics, man, indie comics are magic indie all day. That's why my blog focuses on indie comics. Uh, I like the support that the indie creatives give me. I like that when I write a review, I, I love how like stoked they are about it. And like, it's just cool. Like talk to them and they respect you and they respect the time that you took out of, of your day to like talk about their little comic. And then sometimes it ends up being a big comic and they're still just as equally thrilled and excited to talk to you and, and appreciate, you know, you talking about their comic and spreading the word. And so, yeah, that, that never gets old. The, the freedom, the freedom of it all, especially when you like go off into Kickstarter. Uh, oh yeah. It's just indie comics are great, man. They're, um, it's a, it's a bottomless, you know, uh, it's a bottomless well of, of unlimited potential that like you just drop your bucket 
and fill it up with that water and bring it up and you don't know what you're going to get. And you usually get some cool shit. And finally, Rowdy Pete, Rowdy Pete screaming wheat, Mary fuck kill. Dupe, Slimer, or Krang? Alright, so you definitely kill Krang because he's a piece of shit. I feel like you gotta fuck Dupe. Oh, wait, I'm rethinking everything now. So, like, you probably want to marry Krang. You gotta fuck Dupe because Dupe is like the unknown green slimeball lover. Like, he's gonna make you feel real good all the time. So, like, you're fucking Dupe. Krang and Slimer. I guess you kill Slimer because there's literally nothing good he's going to do other than like eat your fucking food that you work hard to cook, go through walls and, and leave his fucking residue like all over everything. And then, and then you got to worry about like, what if he goes through my bookshelf and like slimes up all my fucking books? Uh, no, sir. So yeah, you kill Slimer and then, so yeah, I guess you marry Krang and you live a, a life of, of like weird sadness, but maybe you hope that he actually like beats the Ninja Turtles and takes over the world so that like you can live at least comfortably. Like he's going to have a lot of money and like, you know, maybe you have like a really dope ass room in the Technodrome and like you can hang out with like Shredder sometimes and like play cards with Bebop and Rocksteady. I imagine they play cards. I don't know. Maybe they don't. You know, maybe you're playing like PS5. Like if you're on the Technodrome, you got a PS5 somewhere. So yeah, you just marry Krang and, and and live life on the Technodrome, and maybe sometimes you go to Dimension X and get weird, and that's that's how you live your days while you're fucking dupe. Wow. Anyways, all right. So episode zero. Thank you for tuning into Blake's Buzz. Thank you for going to blakesbuzz.com and reading the reviews I like. Thank you for the people that liked my uh, videos that I've posted on YouTube. There's like three of them. Uh, there's going to be more someday, hopefully. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for following me on Twitter. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for listening to me get weird. Thank you for being there and referring books that I haven't heard of. Thank you for being you. And coming along for the ride, that is Blake's Buzz. And I really, truly, deeply, hopefully, really want you to come back for more. 